from JMI Wealth, Andrew Kelleher. Welcome to Friday. Very good morning, Mike. Now, the Fed, the tapers on. Yeah, right. We were, we were cruelly undone yesterday by daylight saving, which robbed us of bringing you all a breaking news moment around the Federal Reserve monetary policy announcement. Now, look, here in New Zealand, we have official cash rate reviews, then we get the monetary policy statement. So you get one with a little bit of information, one with a lot. Same with the Fed. So yesterday, we didn't get the more comprehensive forecasts. Uh, but we still got the Fed funds rates decision and we still got the press conference. So what do we learn? How do market reacts? Well, context very important at the moment, Mike, because inflation is a global conversation. But the nuance for the US at the moment is whether US inflation is transitory. That's the word they've been using or more persistent. So first, you got the much expected winding back of the pandemic stimulus machine that was officially uh, sanctioned, officially announced yesterday. So the Federal Reserve confirmed plans to start scaling back uh, their bond buying program. So they're currently in the market buying back one hundred and twenty billion dollars a month of bonds and mortgage-backed securities. They're going to cut that back uh, by fifteen dollars, uh, fifteen billion dollars per month in November and December. But here's where we did start to get some specifics. They talked about being prepared to end the bond buying program earlier and raise rates if it is, becomes necessary to do so. So they talked about a sequence. They wouldn't raise rates until they had phased out the bond buying stimulus. So there is a program there. We didn't get many sort of specifics on what circumstances might prompt the Fed to speed up that taper. Uh, that taper. Now, the key, one of the key things that came out yesterday is that Powell did try to clarify what transitory actually means. He said they wanted to step back from using that word, uh, saying it means different things to different people. They clarified from, from the Fed's point of view, it means those current pressures wouldn't lead to permanently or very persistently higher inflation. It does still feel like there's a bit of a dollop of uncertainty there. But on balance, Mike, I'd probably describe it as leaning towards dovish. Mm -hmm. uh, didn't seem to bother state uh, share markets, though. Interest rates a little lower. S&P 500 pushed a little higher again. So did the Nasdaq. Dow off a little. Uh, but markets reacted in a tempered and a considered fashion. Well, it's Mike. not like they haven't seen it coming, is it? How did the crypto yeah. go in Australia? Good old crypto. So this is our occasional foray into the new and sometimes confusing world of cryptocurrencies. Now, a couple of weeks ago, Mike, we, we talked about the trading debut in the US of the ProShares Bitcoin strategy ETF. I think that was on the New York Stock Exchange. And that was being touted as an important step in bringing the cryptocurrency related investment into the sort of the mainstream world of investing, bringing it into the tent. Now, over the last couple of weeks, the Bitcoin prices remained very strong. It's over 60,000 US dollars per coin and the trading in that ProShares instrument seemed to have done pretty well. But yesterday saw the arrival of the first exchange traded fund linked to cryptocurrency markets in our part of the world. And this has been listed on the Australian Stock Exchange on the ASX. This is the BetaShares Crypto Innovators ETF. The code is CRYP, if you want to look it up, C-R-Y-P. Uh, smashed records for uh, a debut uh, trading day for an ETF. Uh, it came on the market at 10.30, I think by 1 p.m. it had hit 28 million US, Australian dollars worth of trades. Uh, by the end of the day, 40 million. This is the ASX's first foray into permitting investment products linked to crypto markets. Now, my understanding is this fund doesn't actually invest in cryptocurrencies. 
um, but rather it, it provides exposure to those global companies involved in the crypto market. So we're here, we're talking about Bitcoin miners, crypto trading mm. platforms. So we're going to watch that with interest, Mike, see how it goes. It's a whole new world. What are the numbers? It's a whole new world. Um, the uh, Dow Jones, as we look at it, 36,069, it's down 89 points, so about a quarter of a percent. Uh, but the S&P 500 is up 8, 4668. And the NASDAQ, 15,918, it's up 106 points, which is about 0.68%. Uh, as you talked about, Bank of England, uh, probably a slightly dovish statement there. The FTSE 100 is up 31.7279. Interest rates a little bit lower, and it's affected the quid. We'll come to that in a minute. The Nikkei, 29,794, up 273 points. You stay almost 1%. Uh, the Shanghai Comps is up 28,3526. The A6200 up 35 points yesterday, just under half a percent, 7427. Uh, the NZX50 continued a fairly anemic week, down 50 points yesterday, 12,943.38 of a percent. Kiwi dollar slightly lower this morning against the US, 0.7100, 0.96 against the Aussie. 0.615 against the euro, but the pound is weaker, so Kiwi dollar stronger against the pound, 0.5264. Um, 80.75 against the Japanese yen, gold $1,791.73. And the last update on Brent crude for the week, $81.92. Yeah, have a good weekend. See you next week. Look forward to it. Andrew Kelleher, jmiwealth.co.nz. They don't get any better.